My name's Joanna Holden, and you're listening to The Novel Game from Avonside.studio. Perfect. Really, really nice. Do you think so? Yes, I really do. Well, we hope you're enjoying this week's show. If you are, or even if you're not, here are a few bits from next week's programme. First of all, there's a bit of this. Popularity breeds contempt. Now, a bit of that. I'm a happy knocker-upper and I'm popular beside Cause I wake them with a cuppa And tasty mother's pride Then they're off in a flash and a rush It's the bread and a dash and a push It's the bread with a flash and a dash and a rush and a push Like I said, it's the bread It's the mother's pride bread It makes them love work They're going berserk to get off their work It's in the way I wake them By bringing to the side The bread we freshly bake them Fantastic mother's pride And finally, not a bit of the other, as we're hoping to appeal to the very young and the very old, as as well as the very middle, here's just another bit. Three funny people write the first line of a book, advert or film poster and compete against the real author. Will they fool their fellows or fall flat on their face? We're playing The Novel Game. Oh, please, don't stop. No, you're more than kind. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, Bruce came to me with this idea, which he'd done, and together we revamped it. (laughs) This is about the written word, and we had three brilliant entertainers who are going to uh, answer the questions that I'm going to put to them. And you've found time on your Sunday. How the hell did you find the bloody place? Uh, I mean, how do you get through the crowd? I'd never seen such a crowd. Anyway, you look such a lovely-looking audience. I know we're going to have fun. I just want to say one practical thing. This is a tryout of something quite new. So we've taken this little theatre here, and we're going to take the tape to the BBC. They're very interested, and they're very keen. But of course, if they like it, we will be working tomorrow. And (laughs) if they don't like it, it we'll still be struggling. So you can see that our future, to a great extent, rests in your hands. So the small, spontaneous, and entertaining you can be the happier we will be. But um, uh, let's bring them on. Yes, seated in here is going to be Finella Fudge. Will you please welcome Finella? And uh, another stand-up comedian who's uh, appeared on Just a Minute with me once or twice. He's very good, very entertaining. And that is Robin Ince. And Robin Ince in the middle. And the third one is Marianne Pashley. Another one. And uh, I think we're ready, aren't we? And there's a signature tune as well. So you say the novel game, then the signature tune. I know, darling. Fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) I'll shut up. Bruce, it's Nicholas Bloody Parsons. Come on. So I'll say, welcome to the novel game. To hear more episodes of the novel game, like and subscribe, people. Like and subscribe at avonside.studio. Something to look forward to next week. Meanwhile, there's just a little bit more left of this week's show, and here it is. Our daughter has a boyfriend, we've grown to call him Mark. A nice young man, and I can tell he's really quite a lark. She met him at a party, I don't approve myself. All those strong young men smoking and damaging their health. Sitting here with Bernard, he's my wedded bliss. I can't help thinking over the years of all the things I've missed. 
going to be lovely. I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's been a long time, Bruce. Has it? uh, Since we've made things up together. So, I'm here with Joanna Holden, star of this week's episode of The Novel Game. It is so lovely to be here, Bruce. Cast your mind back. What can you remember about this? Uh, I remember sitting in a comfy chair. I think you sat in the yellow chair by the door in London's smallest flat. I hope my outfit matched the yellow chair. Well, we could hardly see you. You blended in. Well, that's right. Especially in these straightened times, why should we be playing games at home? I think it's a thing that people crave. I think people miss the camaraderie of actual conversation. And when we reflect back on our lives, we kind of reflect really on on the fun bits. Those are the bits you want to remember, isn't it? And I guess the thing about a parlour game is you're all in the moment. Who knows what's going to happen? You set up a premise or a structure and then off you go. Uh, and I think these times, you know, we're speaking today when we don't know how the coronavirus is going to affect each and every one of us in whatever way, um, whether family, illness or financially, etc. And, uh, you know, we're being encouraged to lock down and isolate ourselves. And within a family unit, what better thing to do is just while away the hours and some bits of educational stuff as well for the kids that may be off school is play games oh for me i'm nosy i'm bossy and i'm kind and so in my life the thing that i enjoy most is getting people and corralling them to make them play games because they'll enjoy it when they get there no you're absolutely right yeah because people want telling they need sitting down these are the rules we're playing a game i'm rubbish at games but i've got an abiding memory of being a little boy in my auntie's house big tin of quality street going round playing uh, Mrs Brown went to market because it's funny and that's how and you you learn the things about what makes a good joke there's always some funny funny relative who finds it hard to keep up yes the relative that's got a bit drunk on the corner on the sh- in the sherry and the thing i love about the novel game in particular is everyone can become a mini novelist mm. in a way you know even if their opening line isn't the right line it might be the opening line to something i know yeah. and actually one of the things sometimes people would inadvertently reveal something about themselves and you think oh my goodness marion you're burning to, you've got a book in you and yes. beca- because yes. they'd say something and you go oh easy because it yes. was sort of pregnant with actually what we might have heard and for me one of the things that i really enjoyed about getting the books for it is it is so many wet afternoons in charity shops and there are some terrible books in the world really terrible terrible books and you think oh my goodness how did you write this particularly where the contestants come up with a better first line than the author yeah and also some brilliant classic novels that have gone down in history uh, whose opening line was just sunday <laughs> Oh, and who would have known? Because you can't remember it without you. And we always think it's going to be more elaborate than it really is. And that, that always captures one out, doesn't it? The delight of it, for me, is when it is, it's a hard gig. You have to sit there in front of an audience and you have to have the thing that you've written and you've emailed it ahead and now it's being read out. And you watch people's faces slightly, there was a slightly smile on smile on their face 
and thinking, oh my God, I wrote this. And sometimes it sticks like, like a sore thumb of who wrote what. Yeah. Well, I guess you more you get to know the contestants in a way, because there are many ways to play the novel game, really, um, depending on what mood you're in, I guess. You either play to win, so you really try to take on the, the mantle of, I am a, a famous novelist, and this is how I would write. Or there's the... Um, humorous okay I have no idea what to write so I'm just going to write something that hopefully makes people laugh uh, so you can play it in that way are you a competitive person funnily enough no I'm not which is unusual I think certainly in my business as working in theatre you have to be quite competitive to get the work so uh, but generally I, I think I'd be more erring on the side of I'm going to write something ridiculous mm. than something that I think might actually be the answer you think, oh, my God, I can't really compete. I have to just say something ridiculous. I, I Oh, but you can. You're clever. Well, I, yeah, I think I was until the age of 18. And then I became a vegetarian and started drinking lots of cider. And <laughs> I don't know what happened. <laughs> We've known each other 428 years. Yeah. And yeah. what do you think of your friend Bruce who makes you do things? Because I have been making oh, you do things for a very it's a long little time. Bit like I'm a, making you do this now. You, yeah, she only it's came a bit out. like, um, you know, as you mentioned in the parlour games, isn't it? You corral people into doing things and they're reluctant, or at least I'm reluctant. I, at the beginning, I think, I feel like I, I'm a dog going to the vets, you know, dragging my paws as I'm being dragged <laughs> into something. And I also... I think, oh, I've just come round to catch up and uh, have a moan about being middle-aged and what we're going to do for the next 20 years. But once I get going, I you see. I know. I have been making you do things for a long time. I remember, I have an abiding memory of being... I think I was in your very first radio play. You were? Yep. Yeah, in something like 1988. Yes, yep. and I have a memory of being in the car park of our university, making you... Um, pretend to be a distraught mother whose son has just been um, sent <laughs> to prison. And, um, I have a particular... It's very cold. Have you still and I, got that on video? Oh, I hope not. No, no, it's on have audio. You? Oh. Mrs Phelps, what do you feel about this morning's hearing? Just go away, please. No, Mrs Phelps, well, look. Just go away. And then I had to look at the witness from the identity parade. For justice, somebody's got to catch him and prove, just prove that my son is innocent. In addition, there's speculation that an official inquiry has begun by the Greater Manchester Police Federation into the role that Phelps' father, Detective Constable Bernard Phelps, played in the investigation. A possible charge of conspiracy has not been ruled out. And the weather. It's going to be dry and cloudy with a maximum temperature of 2 degrees centigrade this afternoon. And it's likely to get an awful lot colder this evening. So, as always, wrap up warmly and remember to carry an extra blanket if you're planning to make a long journey by car. Whatever happened to the Marvelettes? And, uh, oh, that wasn't part of... Um, don't uh, get mad, Getty. Was it part of that? Mm. Yeah. Yes. Well, I how should... lucky we are to have spanned that time. You know, we've lasted longer than most marriages. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Which is... Um, and I think with all friendships, you reach a point in a friendship where you go, this person is going to be in my life forever. Yes. I, I think... Uh, yeah. And that's a very warm feeling. It is. And, yeah. I, and I think... Actually, I am very lucky that I have friends like yourself where I can say, I'm doing this thing, come to my house, yes. bring your own wine, be funny, sit down, do it better. 
I don't like that. Yeah. Try that again. And, and I know... Well, I think that's because you're a fabulous person and you have great ideas. So people want to come and join in. I think... You know, it's it's no mistake that you were all we met doing a drama degree. True. Somewhere in there, we wanted to entertain, and you're very good at facilitating that. I think back to the friendship. Could you actually say on radio that I'm your bestest friend? Number you one? are my best friend. The number one best. You friend. are my number one best friend. I'm going to rest easy tonight. <laughs> but <laughs> because there was a little wobble earlier on, and I, I was second best friend. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's my second best friend, Joanna Holden. I felt a bit like Shakespeare's second best bed that he left to his wife. Really? Yeah. Who got the best bed? Well, that's the whole thing. Maybe it was his mistress or something. He left her his second best bed. Or his boyfriend. Exactly. What you do with your clowning experience is that you're all about complicity. Because you, oh, that's well, very kind. Well, it's true. Because what you're about is how can I make this work? With I'm in this situation. I'm in this bloody radio program now. How can I get out of it with the least? Or, but no, I'm in this situation. How can we all get on? And that one of the things I've always liked about doing the novel game is I only want to work with grown-ups. I, I, I can. I will not work with difficult people because it's just it's too tiring and what we're making is a night out for people having a night in yes and i always like the idea that you're just listening in to my friends yeah so i'm having a party my friends are here and you're just actually you just get to listen to some of these really nice people i know who are funny and kind and generous with each other and they have their moments And they have a little edge to them sometimes. But basically, how lucky are we that we get to listen to this nice group of people? Yes, yeah. No, that's true. Um, And I think it also encourages people in that thing of getting people together to play games. I I, I profess to be a great reader. I buy books constantly. But I have to admit I haven't read uh, 60%, 80% of the books that I've got on my shelves. And um, even if you're not well-read really you can still play the novel game uh-huh. it's about having a an imagination and having fun and also i know that you have bought a lot of books in your lifetime and they yeah. never leave your house because no. you a very generous person very very generous not person with my books not no with it, books. it is true well over the years i have lost a few if bob purse is listening he's still got my uh uh Durov's pig which is about clown and politics. And I think he's had it since 1990. Right. And it it never came back. And I've always remembered it. And I'm now 52. And you're not one to bear a grudge, are you? So uh, I think that I'm terrible with the books. What's his name? Bob Percy. Right. Where does he live? Uh, Norwich. Right. Bob Percy in Norwich. (laughs) You owe Joanna Holden a book. Yeah. Yeah, And Paul Hunter, (laughs) you've still got my Commedia scenarios. Right. So, yeah. (laughs) So I'm a bit anal about the books. But that's only because I haven't read them. And I know I might not ever read them, but I like the potential that they're there. You will one day. Well, I hope so. But I've got so many books and DVDs that if I retired this minute, uh, which the current situation is I might have to, uh, I wouldn't get through them all before I died. And that's even if I lived to 102, like my granddad Robbo. And this is a podcast. Oh, I see. Yes. Where that word came from, podcast? Uh, it's from the Greek. Oh, is it? I don't know. I'm making uh, it up. In a pod, peas in a pod. I, do you know? I have no, no yeah. idea. It's 
like the Wild West. No yeah. one, no one knows what any no. of it means. I don't, no. I don't. And to be honest, I don't know what half these buttons do. But I, yeah. I, well, that's good. Yeah. Neither do I. You're in good company. A podcast. Yeah. So this is a podcast yeah. for the novel game, an episode we recorded in my front room, because I was expanding the format and we were going to go into the world of adverts. So there's you, Marion, Vanilla and Stuart and me and several bottles of wine. Yeah. Oh, it's lovely. I'd love to meet all those people again. When we when we having the next one? When I get some money together and we'll record some more. I'll bring the wine this time <laughs> if, you, if you're a little bit low on cash. All right, then. All right, my love. Joanna, thank you so much. Oh, you can call me Joey Bruce. I will. <laughs> like you always have done. Oh, Got all formal on me. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, all right. Yeah. Thank you. Joey, Joey, to you and everybody out there. No, all right. Well, I'll, just, I'll just pick that bit up again. Yeah. Were you saying thank you, Joanna? I was, wasn't I? I was saying... You're going to have to listen through endless of this. I'm used to it. Um, you've said some lovely things. Yeah. Yes, you have. Thank you. No, thank you, Bruce. No, 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 really. Oh, no, thank no, <laughs> thank you. It's always a pleasure. I hope we'll be sat in whichever care home we end up in, <laughs> in our bath chairs. With you thrusting that big thing between us. I know, I may bring the microphone as well. Yes. <laughs> Cheeky. Mwah. Mwah. Hey, Fred, I'm not too late for the seance, am I? How are all of that cruel I couldn't settle it up nowhere. No, Edith, we were just singing the hymn to draw the spirit presences. And how's Eva, Fred? No better. Poorly as ever, Edith, poorly as ever. Still, we mustn't grumble, must we? But Ivy has been on grand form. Her most recent messages from the other side have been, well, quite incredible. Oh! Yes, and I'm confident that Talika will speak again tonight through Ivy. So just sit yourself down next to Miss Evans, and then the circle's complete. Shall I take the notes? Don't trouble, Edith, I'll do it myself. If you'd not mind helping with the tea afterwards, though. To hear more episodes of The Novel Game, like and subscribe, people. Like and subscribe at avonside.studio.